Hey, what's up, and welcome back to the Heading for Home podcast. Today's guest is Reed Casey. So Reed and I played together with Cleveland in 2002 and 2003. We played in Mahoning Valley, Lake County, some some terrific teams, and Reed was one of those guys. He's an awesome teammate, one of those guys that everybody liked to be around. And one of the things we all respected about him was he was kind of the everyman. He wasn't 6'5 through 95, but he was the blue-collar guy that was always working, always trying to find ways to get better. You know, had a great fastball and a great breaking ball, but you know, used his, his smarts and his intelligence to get guys out and one of those guys that we all kind of respected. So we'll talk a little bit about his career. He's a local guy that got a chance to play at his local school at East Tennessee State, ended up being a pitching coach there after his playing career, and, and we'll talk about that transition. And then now his probably his most important job that at least it sounded like from speaking with him was he's a high school personal finance teacher, he's a pitching coach, and he's trying to impact the next generation. So you know, just terrific guy overall. It was great having him. Great seeing him again. It's been almost 20 years, but you, know, you kind of pick up right where you left off with old friends. So thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoy. All right, man. So Reed Casey. God, it's been a while. So 2003? 2004? Yeah. 03, I think. Three, yeah. Yeah, 03. 03. The, the, the classic picture, one of my all-time favorite pictures. We were in Lake County, you know, playing for Cleveland at the time, and we're at a bar. Was that after we clinched or after we won the first round? It was after we clinched, yeah. Yeah. And it's... The, yeah. There's like 15 guys in a full-on, you know, karaoke event where me and you were playing guitar. And the whole team is singing, and it is just a beautiful thing. And that, we still have that picture, and it's one of my all-time favorites from, from my playing days. And you know, and you could play some guitar, brother. One, you know, I, uh, I, I would like to say that I still play a ton, but I just I don't anymore. Not because I don't want to. It's just, you know, life gets crazy, and, you know, it kind of goes to the wayside a little bit. But back to that moment, you know, that's, that's like one of my all-time bucket list things. That's the only time I've ever gotten to actually play in front of, like, quote unquote crowd in a bar. So <laughs> I remember I think I remember somebody saying, Hey, you know, Keith Reed, go get your guitars and we actually left. We did, yes, one hundred percent. I go get them and came back and it was like, oh crap, I started getting nervous. Like <laughs> but yeah. All those guys standing behind us and around us kinda of helping us out with vocals helped helped yeah. a bunch with that man, what a what a what a team. Yeah, oh, no, I know. Won ninety nine games. I mean that's you know, we went 99 and 41 or something like that. And just, I think the biggest thing you go back to is like just the chemistry and the guys that, you know, the people on that team, just amazing. Like as human beings, not just baseball players, but, you know, just a total blast to be around on a day-to-day basis. Man, no, no doubt. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to be there the whole time. I kind of got, I joined the team later, uh, about midway through the second half, I think. And I think when I got there, we, we won like 11 or 12 straight. Yeah. And it was just that mentality every time we got art we were gonna win oh and yeah without a doubt yeah it wasn't a cockiness thing it was just such a a loose um fun group of guys that were actually uh you know very talented at the same time too obviously but um i think a mature group of guys that knew yeah. how to handle the a um business of it and it was uh holy cow um i still talk about it you know, at least once a week to some, some of my players about some of the guys on that team, you included, obviously. Yeah. And, um, just, 
it was the guys. Yeah. You know, it was an awesome group of people, like human beings, like you said. And I think that's what made it so fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, was that aspect of it. All right. So that's, you know, that's when we're fully in the mix of our professional career. So take me back. How did it all start for you? You know, is it is a young kid like what's your origin story from a baseball standpoint? Yeah, it start. You know, I have an older brother, four years older than me. So you know, I kind of, uh, I just kind of grew up with it and and kind of tagged along with him the whole time. But you know, I, I think the natural progression that a lot of us took: t-ball, little league, you know, a little bit of summer ball. Um, Always you know, in East Tennessee. Ball. Yeah, East Tennessee. Okay. Um, and. Uh, summer ball was was big here, but it wasn't the national stuff it is now. You know, I think we all kind of maybe experienced that. But um, grew up playing with the same group of guys uh, that I went to high school with, and and we played a ton together. Um, we played in, in our backyards together. It was always something that had to do with baseball, and play, had some really good teams growing up. You know. Like I said, we all played together growing up, so we all played on the same high school team growing yeah. up. And um, uh, was fortunate to start as a sophomore in high school um, pretty much every game. Um, and uh, had some freaking dudes on our team, yeah. too. I mean, we had uh, we had five D1 arms on our team at one time oh, wow. in high school in this area. Um, two SEC arms, you may know them. Um, May have been sandwiched a little older and a little younger than you, but one was a um, went to Arkansas. Dan Wright was a first round. Oh yeah, pick. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Danny Wright, big leaguer, um, and his senior year was my sophomore year. And then we had a freshman that was uh, went to Kentucky, Scott Wade. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Pitched against him. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Kentucky yeah, had a really did. good arms. They had Blanton too, and they had uh, Webb. Yep, he was on that staff with those yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean that you know, loaded. Yeah, that was our high school team. I yeah, mean, and there's me. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that. Whoa. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I, I'm playing shortstop. You know, I barely pitched as a sophomore. Um, and Dan moves on. You know, he graduates, moves on, and and I start to pitch a little bit as a junior. Start to figure things out a little bit. Not really a pitcher, more of a thrower. Can yeah. I just good arm a, though? An arm and can yeah. spin something. And um, you know. Um, we we had a really good team that year, senior year, had a really good year as well, and ended up uh, had a couple of small college offers, nothing real, uh, nothing huge. And, you know, finally ETSU came around, East Tennessee State University, which is pretty much my backyard, um, offered me a small scholarship um, after my senior year was over. So it, it kind of happened late for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, get into college, not really expecting a whole lot out of myself, honestly. I'm thinking – I'm coming in with a group of 12 freshmen um, on a team that has a ton of seniors. So I'm thinking I'm probably going to sit around a bunch as a freshman. Uh, lo and behold, you know, after about six games, I hadn't seen the mound. And I'm a pitcher only at this point. Yeah. I thought I could my guy, but couldn't hit. And um, so about six games in, uh, our coach finally says, hey, you're going to start tomorrow night, midweek game against Toledo. Okay. Uh, I mean, they had come down to get out of the cold to play us. Yep. He says, yeah, I know you're probably kind of nervous. Don't worry about it. Just go out and throw a no-hitter. And I remember him saying that to me, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, okay. So I actually go out and go five no-hit innings to start. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> get, get into a little trouble in the sixth, and they yanked me. Well, I think we were up like four to two. and uh, I think they 
uh, I didn't get a decision out of it, but they decided to start me again another midweek game the following week, which happened to be against Tennessee. Chris Burke. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Good team. I, that's who, That was my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Berkey and Stevie Daniels, yep. a, lot, a lot of really Stole good bases. Yeah. Start against them. They come to our place. We usually did a home-and-home home with them every year. And, you know, we hadn't beat them in 10 years. And um, I, I guess it was my night. Um, go eight and a third. We beat them eight to two. And, wow. Um, yeah, it was nuts, man. It was my first collegiate win as a pitcher. And then from there, um, I, I was on the weekend rotation for, you know, 58 starts after that. And, um, you know, played on some – Played on some average college teams. You know, we, we struggled a bit, but um, played with some really good dudes. Yeah. And, yeah, it was – my college experience was um, – you know, we played in the Southern Conference against – at the time, the Southern Conference was, was loaded. Um, the Citadel, Georgia Southern, um, College of Charleston. Good team, man. I remember them. We, we played against yeah. them too. Man, I'm telling you. Um, so really, really, really good league. So I don't know if it was just we weren't all that good, or they were just yeah. <laughs> a hell of a better than than everybody else. A lot of those teams, but well, it, it was uh, it's kind of crazy because like college college baseball players are good, and like there are a yeah. lot of good players that aren't just on you know Tennessee or Arkansas or you know Kentucky. There's a lot of good players everywhere, and you can easily you know get it shoved on you by some guy that you've never heard before because he's He's 92 with the slider, and he throws strikes. And, you know, if he's pitching well, you're, you're cooked. So, no, I, I get it. Yeah, bingo, man. So, it was, um, yeah, I, luckily, you know, fortunately I was able to, to um, like I said, I, I, I kind of morphed into a weekend starter from that point because we would had some arm, uh, some pitchers go down and just some opportunities for me early as a freshman. And, um, like I said, I, I was a weekend starter for – from then until um, till it was over, you mm-hmm. know, until so I ended up starting 60 games on the mound in, in college. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Throwing over 400 innings, and uh, they they got their money's worth out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me that small scholarship increased a little bit over the years. It, it did. You know, after good, good. Pumped me up a little bit. Good. <laughs> As he should have. Hey, you beat so Tennessee. They, Come on, let's yeah. roll. Yeah, I got their money's worth out of me. So yeah, that's, that's good. That's, um, so so after college, you know, just a little bit of um, interest from some some scouts. Not not a ton. Uh, went to a couple of tryouts, and the Indians called and said, "Hey, you know, we want you to invite you to this little tryout we've got up um, about an hour from my house up in Southwest Virginia." Um, Do you remember I who went, the scout was by the, by chance? Oh yeah. Jerry Jordan was my scout. Cool. Um, and it was actually Scott Barnsby was with him. Okay, nice. Uh, Barnsby, I think, is the director of scouting for the Indians now. I think, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, he was kind of just getting started, and Barnsby was kind of like shadowing him um, and just kind of learning the ropes. And I, I go to this tryout, dude, and I'm telling you, I, I walk in there and I'll go, D- you got to be shitting me. What is going on here? It's like <laughs> 80 dudes. <laughs> and there's like 15 year olds and 30 year olds and oh, i'm going wow. what's going on yeah <laughs> open to the public you know <laughs> and i'm like one of the last guys to finally throw we're doing like three hitter live ABs. yeah and 
I'm facing like some high school kids and just, you know, blowing the doors off of these kids with, you know, and I'm like, this, is this really showing? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. What kind of feel are they getting <laughs> off of this? Yeah. So I remember this one, this last guy stands in and, uh, I can hear, you know, the scouts are standing behind the turtle cage. Um, you know, Jerry and, and, uh, and Scott, and I can hear them kind of talking to the hitter and I don't really, um, know what they're saying and, and I'm just going to throw to my last guy so my first pitch is is a fastball and I think the catcher um completely whiffed and it hit him in the face mask oh geez you know I'm not I'm not a flamethrower by any means but I'm thinking geez I'm crow okay um so then the next pitch I throw a breaking ball and this kid hammers it I mean hammers it like a line drive into left center and they're like all right Casey that's good we've seen enough <laughs> Well, okay, I guess yeah. that's over with. I walk off the mound, and, and it, if my memory serves me correct, Jerry walks up and he says, hey, we're, we're going to offer you a, a spot. And he goes, I'm going to make a call and see where we need to send you. And uh, so he's calling, and I'm sitting around. My mom had actually come with me. You know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So he calls, he says, hey, we, we got you spot. We're going to send you to Burlington. Okay. Congratulations. I'm like, I feel like I just, you know, won the lottery. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's a feeling you'll never forget, right? No, never. But he, he ends up telling me after that, he goes, hey, just so you know, I was telling the hitters what you were throwing. <laughs> oh, what? Why? He's like, I just, because I didn't think it was very fair, you know, that those guys didn't know it. Oh, that's true. That is, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I thought, I was like, man, I suck today. Yeah, right? <laughs> Got some 16-year-old like, yeah, turning on a breaking ball and... What do we got? Like, I thought I had a pretty decent breaking ball. You did. You have a hammer. That's why I was surprised. You're telling the story, and I'm like, come on, man. No way. Yeah, so yeah, so they end up sending me to Burlington in the in the Appalachian League, which is right here in my hometown. Yeah. Not hometown, but in my neck of the woods. Burlington's, you know, a few hours away from here, but in the Appalachian League, which is right here. In, yeah, for sure. Yeah, northeast Tennessee, so I got to... Got to spend that first season with close close by where friends and family could come see me throw every now and then. So, um, who was the manager? So that, um, Ruglas Odor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Ruggie. Yeah, great and, guy. Uh, uh, Tony was with us. Yep, Tony Arnold, pitching coach. Was Curb the hitting coach? Kirby was with Wayne us, yeah. Kirby. That's where he start. Hey, that's where he started. And he hasn't been. He's been the big leagues for like ten straight years now. I know. Saw him last night. Yeah, uh, Mets. He's Mets now. He was with Padres Mets. forever. He was Manny's guy, and now he's with yeah. the Mets. So yeah. So I, every time I see him, I, I can't help but smile. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the funniest dude. I mean, the amount of Wayne Kirby stories we all have that we will never share because you know it's not no, our business no. to share. But the funniest dude, like some of the lines. I still the hello darling. I use that line all the time when somebody buckles on a breaking ball. Hello darling. Uh, you know, just him coming out, you know, to stretch and busting everybody's chops. You know, he loved to give Blake Allen a hard time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those... <laughs> I could listen to those two go back and forth for hours. <laughs> he called Blake Rocky Dennis. I mean, that dude, priceless. <laughs> Yo, Rocky Dennis. I've told that one a few times, yeah. too. That was a good yeah, one. That was, uh... Uh, yeah, Kurt was awesome. Kurt was um, awesome, man. All right, yeah. so, you're, so you're in Burlington, you're in professional baseball, you, know, you got great staff and, and you know, good, good situation. Hold on one second. Good, good situation, right? Like, no complaints. Yeah. 
no complaints at all. Um, the, the an easy kind of transition, um, you know, kind of put me in a long relief role. You know, I'm used to being a starter in college. It was an easy transition, um, and, and I think deep down I kind of wanted to be a bullpen guy anyway, mm-hmm. and uh, to throw more often, you know, yeah. be able to get out there. And, and that's what I was. I made one start, I think, because, you know, we had some good young prospects there, Sean Smith and Dan yeah. Sabi, yep. Carmona, Juan Lara. Yeah. And I think a couple of guys that were just on the shelf for whatever reason, and they threw me in there to start a game. But other than that, I was I was coming in um, seventh, eighth inning, an inning here, maybe two at a time, and, and loved it, loved that role. And, uh, yeah, it was a good Good season. We had a lot of good dudes on that team too. That ended up being on that Lake County team. Yeah. We talked about Clayton and Micah Schilling. Uh, Micah Schilling. Yep. Uh, Carmona. Yeah. And, yeah. Fausto you know, Carmona. Man, he had a decent <laughs> career. What a yeah, interesting, interesting yeah. indeed. Yeah. Uh, it, it was like you know on that team, you know there was a handful of us that were you know senior signs, uh, you know twenty two years old playing with a lot of. 17 18 year olds that felt like we were kind of um, needed to i guess be the guys that did everything right away from the field yeah to be good role models i lived with matt whitney and dan Sabi. okay two young you know very high draft picks yep but man i i better not screw these guys up <laughs> you know i'm, I'm a non-free agent and they stick me with a first and fourth round yeah i know right gosh <laughs> Uh, along with, I don't know, uh, Jasim George was my other roommate. Okay, I don't know uh, if I ever met him. Uh, great, great guy. Um, fortunately, he didn't get to stick around long, but it, it was me and him, two college guys, and okay. then two I lived together. We live right next to Clayton and uh, Panther. And uh, Oh, so uh, Clayton McCullough was there and Nate Panther and yeah. all those guys? Oh, yeah. I see Clayton yeah. all the time, obviously, because Dodgers, I mean, he's... Yeah. Coaching first, but he's he's gonna be a manager before we know it, man. I'm telling you, I know. I, I was hearing his name come up a lot for some of the jobs last year and the year before. Um, it's funny. I, I would just turn on the TV and he was uh, Cubs and Mets or, or Cubs and Dodgers are playing right now, and there he is. I said, you know, standing on first base, and I'm like, man, it's you know, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, man, when's he gonna get that? When's he gonna get that shot? Yeah. I think it's gonna be. Yeah, probably pretty soon. And then the other one, I mean, you mentioned Nate Panther. He was a stud, too. Love that guy. Great, great player. Great player, great dude. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of lived side by side in a little apartment thing uh, complex they had us set up in. But, um, yeah, great experience in Burlington. Uh, really had no uh, – can't say a bad thing about it, really. It was a, it was a good way for me to kind of get my toes wet in pro ball, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and what was so when you look back so the next year next year was it lake county right away no went back to extend it okay. actually and was you know a little uh, i don't want to say butthurt because i'm like i feel like i'm i'm playing with house money anyway yeah. being a non-drafted free agent you know so i was like you know what i'll just i'll do it i'll just shove down here and you know hopefully the a spot will open up and so I stayed and extended and, and was throwing the ball really well, just nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, there was an injury or something in Kinston, and I went there for a, a few days to fill in and um, got shellacked and sent me back again. <laughs> and, uh, finally, we broke camp, and I went to Mahoning Valley, Okay. Uh, where I was 
uh, our closer nice. in Mahoney, yeah. which I love. And, um, you know, actually, and, and performed well enough there to earn a promotion to Lake County, and yeah. that's where I met up with you guys. I, I think you all were in Asheville when I when I met met up with the team. They flew me in to Asheville and um, hit the road with you guys from there. So Nice. Um, yeah, I made a few stops that year, my second year, um, with the Indians. Um, but, yeah, that when, when I got to Lake County, it was funny that um, – I was like, I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know what, what, who am I going to stay with. What's going to happen? And end up staying in there with with Clayton and Panther and Blake and Penny and oh, yeah. Sean. We were all piled in that apartment. Yeah, no, we were all piled in that apartment. I was with Ben Francisco, David Wallace. Um, you know, other people would show up. I mean, man, there was there was a lot of, a lot of people that are always around. You know, I think we were all in that deer run or fox run or what whatever it was. And I yeah. remember the name of it. yeah. Like, apartment yeah. building or something yep no i know and it was it was funny we were all in, we're all in a pretty similar area so i mean it was a blast it felt like almost college again i think that's probably why we were so good you know as a yeah. team as we just had i mean obviously talented players but we had crazy chemistry i mean literally all 25 you you'd go to war for it's it that's a good way to put it is it did have a college feel to it um and, and i think that has a lot to do with how your clubhouse interactions go um, a little bit of a maturity level there where I know an older group for yeah, the most for sure. part. For sure. Yeah, man. I, I have such great memories in the short time that I got actually was there in Lake County. Felt like I was there the whole time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, that, that says a lot about the guys that were there and the kind of the core group that were got, that were there the whole, the whole summer that kind of created that culture. Yeah. Um, it was- it was special, man. It was fun, fun, and and again, and we won, and that's, you know, you, it's it's always, you know, you're you're a high school coach now. You coached in college, and and I'm a high school coach, and did a little bit of junior college coaching. But the whole thing, it always goes back to what you tell the players is like, yeah, you you kind of forget what you hit or what your ERA was, or, but you do remember how you felt being in the clubhouse and with that group. I mean, it was as good as it gets. So that that is a big message that we talk about a lot and I try to stress because you know how it is with with high school kids man it's they're they're a million miles an hour all the time so much going on and tell them you know nobody's nobody's gonna give a crap what your batting average was or what your ERA was but if if you were a a bat they'll never forget that you know so be a good dude yeah more than anything yeah be a good teammate right yeah teammate enjoy in your teammates successes don't you know, just because somebody's playing ahead of you or whatever, um, yeah, it hurts. And, and you don't have to like it. You don't have to be happy about it. But um, you can either sulk or you can cheer on your teammates and be a good teammate. Because um, yeah. they'll remember more than anything. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah. I agree. Okay, so we got 2003. We're all together. Obviously a tough end. We ended up losing in the final to Rome, Georgia, which was... Jeff Francoeur, Brian McCann, I mean, Anthony, a ton of, ton of big leagues, Ray Rick Blanco. Um, yeah. felt like, still feel like we're the better team, but that doesn't matter. I mean, who cares? So what, what take, take me out after 2003? Where, where did you go from there? Yeah. So, um, come back again in the, uh, in the organization to spring training and, um, didn't have a great spring, um, 
I, I don't know what it was. Um, velocity was down. I, okay. I felt like I trained well enough over, um, you know, while I was home, you know, working out, but uh, got released the last day, oh, last man. day, of spring, which happened to be my brother's birthday. Um, and who was my biggest fan, by the way. So yeah. I'm thinking this is a double whammy. I can, I can, <laughs> I can can my brother and tell him. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was that was rough because I was thinking, you know, if I could break camp with, with Lake County or a long season team, you know, maybe I can hang on a little bit longer and, yeah. you know, get it back. But, you know, what in the cards, I knew, you know, I, I was a little naive um, to an extent thinking, you know, I was going to do this for a really, really, really long time. Um, but then also in the back of my mind, I always kind of knew, like, you know, I, I had a uh, they gave me a pair of cleats and a glove and a thousand dollar signing bonus too. So there's not a lot there yeah. invested. In. And I was realistic about that. So John Farrell and, and Greg Hibbert, yeah. you know, came and got me and, uh, were super professional about it. Nice about it. Um, of course my heart's broken. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, you know, dream has just been shattered, but they were awesome about it. Um, I remember you talking about John Farrell and his, the way he, uh, in a previous episode, I don't know yeah. who you're talking with. Yep. Just Might possibly. have been Jim Ed, but yeah, no, I, I yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, packed my crap up, hit the road. I was living with Shay in spring training. Oh, were Douglas. you? Shay Douglas, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I remember that, that trip back to the hotel and giving all my stuff. And, you know, the worst part of the whole thing that, and I, and I, you know, at the time, your brain's spinning like, I'm thinking, me, 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 where am I going to do? I call my agent. I actually had an agent um, somehow. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the first part of the whole deal was, am I ever going to see these dudes again? I know. Because that was uh, that was the, ugh, man, that makes me want to cry right now thinking about it. But, um, you know, I got on the road, called my agent, and I said, hey, you know, he goes, I know, I've, I've heard, I've, I've made some calls, everybody's cutting rosters down mm. right now so he actually got me on an independent team in the central league yep. jackson mississippi and, and played there for two more years um first you know i joined on with them after a couple more weeks they hadn't even started yet so i went back down to jackson and, and played in that on that team and had a really 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 good year actually velocity came back was low 90s you know punching a four yeah. and a five here um Got some, got a little bit of interest from from some other organizations that didn't pan out. Um, decided I would go back for another year to Jackson in 2005. Uh, it, it was it wasn't great. Okay. Um, uh, the, a lot of things went wrong that year. Different field manager was it was uh, it felt more like a college atmosphere again. Okay. You're talking, you know. And this is a, a long-time college baseball coach that was managing the team now. And uh, to his defense, he didn't know any better. Yeah, that's um, all he knew. Yeah. yeah. And and you had a lot of guys that were um, five, six, even ten-year uh, AAA big league guys that were like, "This isn't how we roll." Yeah. Man, this is, <laughs> and it wasn't a good. I played like crap. Our team was awful, and it was just a weird vibe. And I decided right, you know, at the end, I, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this uniform off. 
uh, for the last time when I say so. Yeah. And, and I got to do that luckily. (laughs) No, that's, I I know that feeling that was big for me too. Didn't, didn't want it to, didn't want it to get to the point where like you had no other options. Like, you know, I wanted to at least say, Hey, look, I decided when I was done, whether doesn't matter where it was, but I was, that was the goal. So I know that feeling. Um, and surprisingly, that was not a hard pill for me to swallow. Like when I, t- I remember where I was when I took that uniform off the last time. And I remember taking it off and going, well, yep, this is it. You know, take a look around. You know, this is the last time you'll be a baseball player in a locker room, you know, in this, in this capacity. And, and I remember just kind of, you know, having an adult moment actually at that time going, you know, it sink the, let this sink in for a minute. Um, because you got to do something that you, um, dreamed of doing yeah. and, and, you know, you didn't reach the ultimate goal again to the big leagues, but, but, but you did something that, you know, you should be proud of. And yeah. I had a, <laughs> a grown up moment at that, and at that point, and I, you know, let's, let's figure out what's next at that point. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, again, you coach, I coach something I try to impart on my guys as well is like, you know, everybody's, everybody's end comes at different times. But when you look at it the way you just mentioned, I mean, it feels like you did reach your goal in a sense. It's like, look, I got to play professional baseball, you know, for a real organization, you know, struck out guys through, through shutout innings, like, you know, one games. It's, it's a pretty cool thought when you think about all the people that you start with in little league and, and T-ball and all the guys and, and who's left at the end of it. And it was probably just you or maybe one other guy. And that's, it's kind of a humbling feeling sometimes. It's something that I know that I tried to remind myself, you know, when my career was over, it's like, you know, God dang, you know, all these people started and here I am by myself. And, and granted, yeah. same deal. Didn't, didn't reach the, uh, reach the ultimate goal of playing in the big leagues, but you know, still a lot to be proud of. Yeah. Um, yeah. You played, would you play 10 years? 11. Yeah. 10? Eleven years. I, I couldn't. I don't know if I could have done it for that long physically. I, my body would have let me, but that you know, to play, to get paid to play the game for that long, whether you get to the big leagues uh, or not, um, physically you've got to be different. Yeah. You know, you, you got to be different for to sure. do that. And there's for sure. That can do that. Uh, it's just physically grueling. Uh, to do that to your body for that long. So, holy crap, you know, um, to play a professional sport that long, regardless, what yeah. it is, is pretty dang impressive. As You know, you look at somebody like Verlander and Kershaw right now. Yeah, like, it's, yeah Kershaw you, dealing today, you know, yeah, year 15. <laughs> like, come on. Nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Uh, no, I, and the yeah. other thing I would argue is like, you know, the mental side too is just, you know, yeah. the, the mentally taxing moments. You know, we've all had them over the years, right? I mean, you just, you know, you look up and you're like, man, I got, you know, three straight starts where I can't get an out. And, and am I, am I gone? Like, you know, am I getting released tomorrow? Like that, that stuff I remember, you know, just all on top of the physical side. So yeah, no, it did. It has its, has its moments. For sure. It does. Don't realize it at the time, but you, you know, you could, we can look back at it now and, and think, um, that moment in Lake County when XYZ helped me overcome something last week that I went through as a coach. So, um, 
the, the game has a way of rewarding you in other ways, um, whether it be a promotion to a triple A or to the big leagues, or, or whether it's getting a, you know, being the guy that comes out of the interview better mm-hmm. because you were tougher. Yeah. Uh, you could calm your heart down because you've been, uh, you know, had to throw a, a strike with 12,000 fans screaming down your neck and you're not sweating because it's easy. You know? <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> you go out there and try to stand on the mound and, and fire one down the middle and, and get a dude out. You know, it's, yeah. uh, those things come back around to, uh, in the long run, I think to, you know, make us who we are or to, to still be competitive and be somebody else out for something, you know? Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree, man. Um, all right. So, so now you're coaching, so you're transitioning out. What is, what's the next step? You know, you're done playing. Do you realize right away you want to coach or is it, you know, is it something you kind of fall into? But I kind of really don't know what to do at that point. Like, I, I don't know how to get into it. Like, so I'd been in constant contact with my college coach, uh, Tony Skull, who's he's now the head coach at the Citadel, but he okay. was at ETSU years, and his first year was my sophomore year at ETSU. So I'd been in contact with him, and you know, after I got done playing, I, I took a job with one of my buddies who had a, a land surveying company. And I was being, I was like helping him land survey for like a year. <laughs> and coach Skull had called me one day and he said, "Hey, why don't you consider being a, our volunteer assistant?" And uh, I was like, "What? Well, uh, do they make any money?" He's like, "No, no, can't can't pay you anything, but you know, I can set you up for lessons. You'll work camps and make money." And I was like, oh, "He said, you know, it's your way to get into it if you want to." And I said, "You know, let me think about that." I, you know, in my heart, I was saying yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I was like, "Let me let me really think about it." So that was like in um, December of '06 in December. So he said, uh, so I'd agreed to come on in the spring of 07. I'll okay. start in the spring. And, uh, he calls me in December of 06 and he says, Hey, um, uh, you know, come over, let's discuss, you know, what you're going to do, how you're going to help us out. So I get to his house and he's got a contract says, you're, I want you to be my pitching coach. Oh, and I'm like, oh. like, what? <laughs> I don't, are you serious? I'm going to be a division one pitching coach with no experience no coaching experience whatsoever. He's like, you, you can do it. You'll be fine. I know you can do it. And I'm That's awesome. like, all right. So he gives me my first job. Like, I don't deserve this job. You know, I have no qualifications for it other than I played for him and I, and I played professionally, no coaching background to this point. And, you know, just kind of threw me to the wolves, you know, didn't know them. I knew a few of the players just because they were some of my recruits when I was a senior there. Um, <clears throat> had taken their trips, you know, as senior, but anyway, so I'm like, all right, well, here we go. So it just kind of threw me to the wolves and I, and I screwed up so much, screwed up so much and, um, and learned a lot too, at the same time about what not to do as a coach. (laughs) Uh, I mean, so, you know, I grew uh, exponentially over those first two years and figured out, met a lot of people that could help me be a better coach, other pitching coaches. Um, you know, I was there for five years, five seasons, and decided, you know what, I, I need to see what else is out there. It, baseball is, I'm tired. Yeah. Worn me out, I'm tired, you know. 
well, let's try a nine to five. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we tried nine to five and, and I did, I, I walked away and, um, you know, that was probably harder than actually. Yeah. I was going to ask you. Yeah. But was that harder yeah. than, than actually that was tough. playing side? Um, Cause I played for this man and now I coached for him. He'd given me all these opportunities. I felt like I was letting him down. Um, and, and that was my biggest fear. And he was like, Hey, if you don't love it, you know, and that, and that was the thing too, is like, I feel like I'm cheating you because I'm, I'm not all in anymore. And I want to give you the opportunity to go find a guy. So I, I resigned after what, after probably ETSU's best year in 30 years, we were like 36 and 20. Oh, wow. Right, right there on getting an automatic bid. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, RPI was through the roof. We were like top 30 RPI, strength of schedule. Did, yeah, did you guys Did you guys end up getting in? No. we, we In our conference tournament, we go one and two, and I think oh, that was our yeah. demise. Dang it. And, um, God, we had a freaking – we were loaded, man. Um, so we – after that year, uh, um, I'd, I'd resigned, and, and, and I didn't even know what I was going to do then. I yeah. didn't even have a job. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go look for another job while I'm just trying to coach this team, you know. So, um, you know, had had a little bit of money set aside somehow, and I thought, you know, I'm going to take a break. Um, yeah. And, and um, I got a little job. I got a part-time job at a, at a country club spinning bunkers and weed eating <laughs> just to, to keep this and uh, well hey is, is a baseball coach you're used to working on a field like this is nothing right yeah so uh, i was i was uh, i was doing that for the summer and then just trying to really um evaluate like what am i good at what can i do yeah besides baseball and i'm like you know i love people i love relationship building um and this banking thing just fell in my lap. So I ended up being a banker for five years. Oh, I didn't know this. Um, yeah, yeah, I was in a bank for five years, a couple of different banks. Uh, you know, it held a few different positions and, and learned a lot about, you know, personally it was good for me to learn about, you know, finance in that regard. And, you know, had I not had those jobs, I wouldn't be teaching what I'm teaching right now too. So it's kind of funny to get to that. Um I had um, I had opened up a baseball facility with a few other guys, and in all this, and which we still have going today, and um, kind of starting slowly getting back into it, giving mm-hmm. some lessons, kind of getting back in the loop um, in the baseball world. And one of my best friends, one of my childhood best friends, calls me one day, and we're just catching up. <clears throat> I walk out of the bank to talk with him, and he says. Uh, you know, one of these days when our personal finance teacher retires, you're going to come over here and coach at our high school and teach personal finance. And I was like, and the same thing as you, I said, they teach that? <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So it kind of got my brain, you know, moving a little bit. And, um, you know, just through some people I know and some guys that are doing lessons at the facility, one that I coached with, I was like, hey, man, how did you get where you are? Like, how did you become a business teacher? He was teaching business classes. And he's like, oh, well, I just, you know, took the class, took classes and got my teaching certificate. So he goes, are you interested in this? And, and I was like, yeah, I think I kind of am. And he goes, well, you're going to crap yourself because we have a personal finance uh, position open and we need a pitching coach. And I'm like... <laughs> There, there's your back. sign. 
yeah. So there it was. There it is. Next thing I know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in an interview and being offered a job, and I have to go back to school. Yeah. Because I'm certified to teach. So I go back while I'm teaching and got a master's in education while coaching, trying to run a business, you know, with some other yep. guys. And I'm by doing it myself again. <laughs> but, you know, fast forward to now, it's good, man. It's all good. Like, yeah. You enjoy it? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I do. Um, especially now, you know, having a three-year-old son, getting summers off, Christmas break, you know, you get to be yeah. able to spend so much time Baseball season's been tough. Um, being away a lot, I'm sure, as you know. Yep. You, yeah, you we know. Uh, but, you know, here in the next few weeks, I'll be able to spend every day with him, all day, every day. And, um, you know, at the end of it all, here I am. Baseball is, you know, <laughs> at my core again. <laughs> I know, man. Can't shake it. Can't freaking shake it. it. On a few episodes, um, you know, this game, it, it gets its claws in you. I've heard you say that. It yes. sinks its teeth. You know, we're just, I'm a lifer. You know, no matter what I do, it's just, it's the core of who I am. And, and um, I don't, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, it's uh, um, whatever opportunity presents itself, I feel like it's because of baseball or yeah. some sort of, whoever I've met or some sort of situation I've gone through or some adversity, I feel like baseball's just really repaid me somehow, which I <laughs> sometimes I don't think I deserve, but um, it's been good to me. And uh, I try to be good to it at the same time still, you know, yeah. however. I <laughs> no, that's, that's, it's, that's the, you know, I always joke that the baseball gods are watching and that's the truth. I mean, you have uh two ways you can react to the game you can you can treat it as like you own it or you can treat it with respect and and a lot of times those that treat it with respect good things come back around so that doesn't surprise me at all man that's awesome it's funny here's yeah. the quote for you because i had to pull it up it's, it's jim bowden and it's you spend a good piece of your life gripping a baseball and in the end it turns out that it was the other way around the whole time and it's like <laughs> it's it's spot on it's so right it's uh and we're, and we're all stuck with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, you know what's weird is you know I, I talked about you know needing to step away from it for a little bit and a lot of your previous guests have talked about like as soon as they got done playing having to do it yep. and kind of that identity crisis um, that was uh, that was something that I, I kind of had to get over quick mm-hmm. um you know, who am I? What am I? What am I on this earth to do if it's not baseball? And um, I struggled with that uh, for about a year. You know, when I was doing the land surveying thing, yeah. like I would see people out and, hey, you still playing? And that, you know, I know that I feeling. See, yeah. You know, so much, but it's almost that shame. Like I feel ashamed that I'm not, like that I, people are going to look at me as a failure. And then yeah. I got to slap myself and say, you know what? You know, I got to do something that not a lot of people do or got to do or will get to do. Yeah. So feel good about that and just, you know, try to find something that's going to make you happy if it's not throwing a baseball. Yeah. <laughs> and it was not land uh, surveying. It was not. <laughs> it was. I liked being outdoors and yeah, doing something different. Sure. 
and that was that wasn't going to fulfill me at the end of the day you yeah. know yeah no for sure and then then here you are and i think you know, you mentioned something earlier about teaching and just like being around you know loving people and i think you know that's such a big part of being a coach right you know you're somebody that teaches that likes to be around people believes in people you know those type of characteristics this age group for some reason the um high school age group mainly senior of course i teach seniors but i coach obviously freshmen and up but that age group for some reason i just it, it works i yeah. connect with them. now 10 years from now maybe a different story but i've always been able to to just connect with that age group and feel comfortable around them in a sense of, you know, I can still communicate effectively with a younger age. No, I don't feel like I'm that far removed. They think I am. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel very similarly. Yeah. Maybe it's what I teach. Money is a motivator, right? It's a good motivator. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I just like being around that age group and and i guess maybe you know kids are smart they know if you're a bullcrapper or not yeah. they know if you're it you know <laughs> and they'll call you on it too yep. so teaching you know my my the first bit of advice i got from fellow uh one of my best friends who was a teacher and he said you you can't try to be somebody else as a teacher because those kids are too smart they will chew you up and spit you out he said He's like, dude, go. And he calls me a reedster. He's like the only person that calls me that. He's, he's, he's an old hippie. And he's like, go in there and be yourself, man. He's like, because uh, and they'll love you. He's like, go in there, be yourself. They'll love you, I promise. And um, I don't know if they love me or not, but at the end of it all, um, you know, when the end of the school year is over, it's like, man, I'm going to miss that group. Yeah. We had fun. Yeah, you know? no, I, I, yeah, that's how I feel about all my teams, too. It's right. It's the same thing. And uh, I've kind of always just brought that approach. Like, I'm not a hard ass. Yeah. Um, can't be if I need to be. I'm just like, I'm here to help. Yeah. You know, I'm not here to crush dreams. I'm here to help. So um, I am. I'm myself, man. I'm a, I'm a nut in the classroom. I don't care. We have fun. <laughs> learn something at the same time that's beautiful (laughs) that's that that's the guy i remember from the locker room so 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 speaking of locker rooms dude so we end you know the deal we end with a good story so so you have any that you you feel comfortable sharing from from playing days from coaching days whatever it may be i you know one story, and it's not really, I guess it's kind of funny. All right, so when I get signed, the Indians signed me, right? Um, they're actually here in Johnson City um, playing the Cardinals. So lucky for me, I get to, I'm here at home and I get to join the team. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Now. And they're playing at my college stadium. We That's where we played our college games. Oh, wow, so okay, Card- got it, okay. They signed me. I can't dress because I haven't had my physical yet. Got to wait to get back to Burlington to um, – um, to get my physical and get cleared. Yep. So if you want to join the team, we got you a hotel room, or if you want to stay where you stay, that's fine too. I said, well, you know what? Let's jump in. Let me, let's, I'll go to the hotel. So I go, go to my room. Um, it's about noon that day. The bus leaves for the stadium. I don't know, two, two thirty, something like that. So I'm like, I better get down there early. You know, I've still got the college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Want to be late, you know? And then I also know 
I better not go to the back of the bus because everybody's got seats at this point. So I'm going to sit up towards the front so I don't t- steal anybody's seat. So I'm sitting there. And you know me, I, I wore glasses at the time. Yeah. I, don't look the, I don't look like a professional baseball player. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. And Dan Savit comes on the bus and he sits on the seat next to me on the other row. Yeah. And he, he goes, hey, man, you are a trainer? You a new trainer? <laughs> Like, I'm here to tape angles and shit, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, no, man, I actually, I'm actually a player. And he looks at me like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, here we go. Here we starting go. off. Yeah, welcome, welcome uh, to Pro Ball. Yeah, welcome to Pro Ball. Hey, man, you you a new trainer? <laughs> and what was, what was Savit, like 18 years old at the time? He's super young. Man, he was, he was so, like, green. Yeah. So, you know so young and naive and um i don't know if you keep up with him much now but dude he is i follow him on twitter and he is doing i mean he's knocking it out of the park he's yeah. like a big wood pbr up in new york yeah no he's doing great i i see his stuff too yeah he's doing a great job to see you know that young 18 year old to what he is now i mean i have a lot of admiration for what he's done and buddy what a career he had too yeah oh like yeah from he played a long time, yeah, yeah. It's funny you mention that because I saw you know tweet one day and I'm like, man, what you know? You just you look up, you know, what what Dan end up doing? You know, I I think I last saw him in '04 probably, and he played a lot longer than that. So yeah, no, no, he had a great career. So. Yeah, um, so that was that's my PE story. You know, there there's a few other ones that I would love. Oh to yeah, tell, no, I know. That's <laughs> that's how it works. Some stuff's better left on the road, as they say. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was kind of my my intro to it all. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, looking back, man, do we all wish we could have played longer? Of course. But, man, uh, wouldn't change a bit. Yeah. Wouldn't change a bit. No, I know. That's that's kind of how I feel a lot of ways. Yeah, of course. Of course, would have loved to play in the big leagues, all that. But, I mean, the, the memories, the, the relationships, the stuff, the, you know, that we can jump on a phone call and it's like, it's like nothing yeah. happened, you know. I know. And talk about stuff from twenty years ago. That <laughs> it's just you know it's classic. So, yeah. um, I don't know how often you get out to the East Coast, um, uh, but I get pretty close out there your way every summer. Me and my buddies go do a Vegas trip, so I'll be out in Vegas. In Dude, June. let's go! Come on, man, let me know. I'll fire out for a day. I'm in Vegas, June twenty fourth. All right, Caesar's. Let's go. Text me. <laughs> Text me. I'll, I'll drive the van out. We'll do part two from Vegas. <laughs> yes, yes, dude. Hey, I saw. I haven't got a chance to listen to your new one with with Joe Bimel, but parking that thing in his facility. Oh, I was bitching. Yeah, it was so so good. Yeah, and, oh, and, and how about him? How about him? dude? Forty five years old. He's ninety two the other day. It's like, man, you got to be kidding after, me. After your first um, episode with him, I'm like. You know, I, I started following him. I, I, I want to follow this guy and, yeah. and see what he does. Um, man, what a story. Yeah. What a story. That's Unreal. awesome. Unreal. And, you know, you, you look at him now and, he, you know, in great shape, works his butt off, and, you know, he's going to be throwing 95 again before we know it, and he's going to be in AAA <laughs> June Jeez. somewhere. It's, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I love you – know, he's a really good dude, too. He's he's genuine. He's, he's, he's great. So. Talk about a freak. Yeah. People like that. Yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah, you got some special, special sides. So, yeah, for sure. 
genetics there. That's yeah, for sure. yeah, definitely, definitely. So, well, hell, man, it's good seeing you. Winner, winner playoffs. So, so you got rained out tonight. Is it now tomorrow. Monday? We play tomorrow. Oh, Unfortunately, you... we got day, so we got to. Tomorrow was going to be an open day, but now we've lost two days, so we got to. Yeah, got to get it in. We'll go at seven thirty. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay. Good luck, man. Go, hey, go get them. We need it. How's how's the team you're playing? Sneak you in a uniform and uh, <laughs> they're they're we're, it's an even match. You know, okay, we're, good. Seed, so we're we're right there. It's, Th- then don't sneak me in a uniform. I can't get anybody out right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. Um, anything can happen though. Playoffs, man. Yeah. That's what they. Yeah, don't I know? This hey, it's fun. It's like we always tell you know tell our kids out here. I'm sure you guys tell them something similar. This is the fun part. This is. You don't want to do this. This is not the sport for you. I mean, this is, gets no better than right now. Oh, I had that talk yesterday, actually. Yeah. <laughs> had that talk yesterday. So, are you guys cranking up now, too? Yeah, How's playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Playoffs and, yeah, getting rolling. So, it's exciting. Good luck, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's good seeing you. All the best. And, like I said, let me know when you're in Vegas. I, I'm not scared. I'll go out there. I'll do it, man. June 24th. I'll, right. I'll shoot you it's closer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Please do. All right, Robert, All right brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Appreciate Good seeing you. Thank you, and uh, let's stay in touch always. And best of the family. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks, go, man. Go make a run in the playoffs. You too, buddy. All right, see you, brother. <laughs> see you, man. Later. Thanks so much for listening, and that was Reed Casey. And I think the biggest thing, you know, when you think about everything these days is so much of life has now become kind of image over substance. And one of the things that we all really appreciated about Reed back in 2002 and 2003 was his authenticity and his substance. And I think that kind of shines through even in this, this talk today. I mean, he's, you know, the way he talks about trying to be himself with his, his students and, you know, not trying to pretend like he's a hard ass as a coach, but he's just real and tries to do the best, you know, with what he has. And, and I think that, that's valuable today. That that is is you know it's worth its weight in gold, and you know just a special guy. And like I said, so so happy to get a chance to connect with him because it's been a while. But just like Joe said in the last episode, you know it's almost like going back into a clubhouse. It's like your old teammates, you know those memories you have, you know they they're they're everlasting so to speak. So thanks so much for listening again, and talk to you soon. Take care.